0: In a world whose hosts cried out for a replacement to Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Ah! The Top 10 is proud to bring you The Realist. The Realist. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of the Reelist. Reelist. That's right. Uh one of the new shows that we do here in Place of Thunderdome. Uh, this is I think our fourth one, would you say maybe third or fourth? Fifth? Yeah, something like that, maybe fifth. Yeah, maybe fifth. All right. Um and uh this one's interesting and uh you know, if you guys have listened to the Reelist before, uh here from the top 10 show uh, first of all, I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. And you guys know the Relist is basically uh, the people who are patrons uh, submit a topic. One gets chosen, they submit a topic. The other two people get chosen, and they send their lists in. Um, Matt, who won this week, and who are the people sending in their lists? Uh, the individual chosen
1: to pick to- topic was... I would say infamous around really? these parts. Oh. Which is Mark Menchaca.
0: Oh, Menchaca.
1: One of the Los Tres Menchacas. Yeah, Los
0: Tres Menchacas.
1: Uh, the three down in uh, Texas, somewhere, San Antonio, Houston area, wow. I guess. Okay. That's as much as I know. Gentlemen, <laughs> That's much I apologize. That's as much you need to know. One, uh, one of them uh, in the Fantasy Football League, I don't know who it was, had a Don Quixote reference because I called them. Like, I don't know. It sounds like a Don Quixote, oh. man from La Mancha type
0: of thing. <laughs> man from Manchaka Or Manchaka, yeah. <laughs> Manchaca Khan? Manchaca Khan? I like that. Um, all right, so uh, he, yeah, he picked the
1: topic? He picked the topic. Which, which was? Uh, according to Mr. Manchaca, he would like... Um, he wanted something Oscar themed, so let's go with top ten best picture winners. Ooh. That is tough. We sent it off. We got two people, uh Jeremy Metz and Joseph Burt Whistle. Or Joe, according to his email. The Joe Burt
0: Whistle. Joe Burt Whistle. I like that. You
1: ever, hang out? You ever seen Joe Burt Whistle? I want to say he's coming to the London show. Oh. So maybe it's more he's more cockney, like I am Joe Burt Whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing oh. like or clean your chimney, Joe <laughs> yeah. Whistle. Just do it in the uh, Michael Caine. <laughs> that's good, I like that. Well, I saw, I can't remember who it was. It's an uh, English comic, and he said, just say Michael Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he says his name, Michael Caine.
0: That's great, actually. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, it oh, works, it works.
1: <laughs> every time. It's uh, 100%. That is effective. <laughs> so maybe it's, it's Joseph Burtwistle. He's just,
0: just supposed to blow the bloody doors off, Joe. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> so when you, uh, what is it? What is it? When you um, become a patron of the Top 10 Show, you can do that at www.patreon.com slash thetop10 number 10 there. Mm-hmm. And you go, what is it, $20 and above? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, and you, s- then you get the weekly old school show that we put up on
1: Wednesdays yep. and uh, the shout outs, and the, you get all the other perks below it. You just don't get to choose a topic once a month. Yeah. Um, and even though we've been in the midst of all this, Live show lining up, et cetera, et cetera. We're still working on things for the Patreon Mm -hmm. to incentivize it for you out there. Yeah. You know, one thing at a time. Yeah. yeah. We figured out travel to an international country and got work visas. <laughs> Cut us a little bit of slack. <laughs> we're doing what we can here. We're just two guys. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But and, it is uh, thanks to everybody on the, the all our patrons because mm-hmm. without them we wouldn't be able to do the live shows, offer the t shirts, do everything else. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So it's thanks to you that we've managed to grow and can come visit you in your cities now and mm-hmm. do the live shows. Chicago, we're very close to announcing something. Chicago. Uh, for April eleventh, still they shooting fi- for that.
0: They finally stepped up, huh? Oh, that's good. They did. Okay. They did. We that's got good. others in the bag. that yeah, yeah. Look like they've stepped up. Oh, good. I like it. Let's yeah. go to Houston. Uh, Let's go Houston, to San Antonio.
1: Houston and San Antonio have uh, done some due diligence. I like it. Started shopping for us at certain theaters. Oh, getting headcounts. Nice. I know
0: that's called initiative. People are excited to see to it's, to hear what we got to say and see us.
1: It's Texas. It's class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, All I've class. been saying that for years. All class across Texas.
0: Yeah, I'll clean your chimney. <laughs> That's the uh, best I've got. That's the best I've got for Texas.
1: Yeah, them working on something for San Diego. Oh, on for, nice. We, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got we got ideas in the hopper, but yeah. in the interim, um, we're working on stuff for the Patreon. So thank you to everybody that has donated to Jeremy, to Joseph, to Mark this week, and to everybody else. Uh, let's jump right in, shall we? Shall we? Yeah, absolutely. And Jeremy Metz just starts right off. No preamble, nothing. Wow, incredible. Right on the list. Okay. I like that about him. Brevity. <laughs> Get to the fucking
0: point. Well, unfortunately, Joe Whistle is not. But go ahead.
1: It, you know, a, a tale of two cities. Yeah, right basically. Uh, number 10, Amadeus. Oh, it's an nice excellent choice.
0: Let me see if it's on this list. I forget. I have to look here.
1: The answer is no. Okay. Great choice. I love Amadeus. All right. He says, uh, so many amazing scenes and sets. One thing I would never say about this movie is too many notes. If <laughs> I so say composer, what well, he said. Says, sounds like too many notes. <laughs> and they all just jump on it. Uh, actually, it wasn't the composer. It was because um, no, that's Salieri. it was the emperor.
0: As the emperor said, yeah, too but many one notes. of
1: his underlings, his mm-hmm. sycophantic whatever, the head of this department and this department and this yeah, department. Yeah, yeah, It was
0: Charles. The actor is Charles K. It was the what older. It? it was the guy who was like, you need to show me the subjects of your opera. He was the guy with the glasses yeah, and the yeah, white hair. Yeah. And he's like, I think you'd better Because well, he wanted a French opera. Right. Uh, right. Not something
1: that's crass in the German. Exactly. Cut German. himself off before, you know, offends uh, the king.
0: Yeah. Uh, such a weird, interesting little portrait of potentially what royal life was like. Yeah. That's what I loved about the movie is even though it was highfalutin with all these people in their powdered wigs and their clothes, it was still human beings acting petty with their egos and their need to defend their station and all of that, that being completely upset by this. You know, giggling, sniveling kid with an incredibly God-given ability to create the most beautiful music ever heard by a man, and uh, so to that is such what's such great about the film. It makes it so relatable and universal and fun John, to watch. John is glowing.
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, not even kidding. This, is, this smile is, on your face the whole time doing <laughs>
0: that full description. My dad and I. This is our favorite film. I mean, Dude. we would watch it. Hours of reaching on to end. the choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I've, I've already rewatched it uh 2018. At some point, I'll watch it again in 2019. Yeah. I check in with it about once a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. I go back it's just because I can start at any point. Yeah. Any point, And I'm sucked right into that movie. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right. So his number nine, let's see mm-hmm. if we have our first punt situation okay. Casablanca. Yes, punt. Okay.
0: Now, your yawning makes me want to sneeze for some reason. Yeah, I that's apologize. Weird I apologize. Yeah. Number eight
1: is No Country for Old Men.
0: Ooh, okay. That's the number seven on this list. Okay. Are we good to
1: go talk about it? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So he says for No Country, this was the first Academy Awards I ever watched, and I was so surprised my favorite movie that decade won Best Picture.
0: Yeah, I bet. Sure. Okay. Uh, Joe says, probably my favorite film to frequently revisit from this list. Despite not deserving to win the statue for best picture in 2008. Wow. What do you think? This film is so efficient in its storytelling, not to mention the great characters that surround Sugar, Moss, and Bell. It makes this film eminently rewatchable and an instant classic from the Coen brothers. Coen v- right, So it didn't win? Uh, right. It didn't? Isn't that what you just said? No, no. He said he didn't think it deserved to win. Oh. Right. So Joe, I was like, "What? It didn't win." I've got a problem. I will download like a one-base picture. Um, uh, Cohen Brothers does not have an H in it, Joe. Just uh for future reference, get your shit together, Joe. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know how they say it over there across the pond, Joe. But uh, we don't put an H in this one. Yeah, you know they
1: spell things a little bit differently and means like the two, same thing.
0: Like a t- tire with a Y. It's nonsense. It's weird. It's nonsense. Yeah. Right? What's wrong with you? The See, King's watching, English.
1: Watching uh, British baking show. Oh, yeah. The abbreviations that people use apparently in everyday conversation, like expiry mm-hmm. for an expiration date. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, what? What? Expiry? <laughs> and we're adults. Okay. Yeah. And there was other, like, they just randomly shorten a word and it's got a
0: Y at the end. Yeah. Uh, we can't say shit, though, because we, we do stuff all the time. We shorten words. Yeah. What's the sitch? Yeah. For situation. Like, we do it all the time in a different way. Yeah. I, I still don't. I mean, I know what Bob's your uncle means, but
1: where the fuck oh, does that come
0: from? Yeah, right. Bob's your uncle. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, okay. It's.
0: I like sixes and sevens. I'm all sixes and sevens. I don't I always know if I've always been a heard fan. One. What, really? Yeah. That's when you're confused. Like, you just can't get it right. You're all sixes and sevens.
1: Yeah. Because you're
0: fumbling around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. That is a good one. I, I've used that one on the Premier League talk when we do it with Jack on a collider. It's a fun thing. Would you study up on your English slang just to make sure the kids knew you were hip? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> if it comes up naturally, I'll do it, but not usually. Because Jack is talking his English slang when he's. Oh, playing. yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sure
1: you pick. I, I watched a, a thing, a video of where um, Kevin Garnett was talking about the time that Austin Rivers challenged him one on one when Austin was in high school. Oh. And he's like, just the whole time, using words I've never heard, like, I, was I going to go straight dragon on him? And it kept saying dragon and dragon, and Tony Allen's sitting right next to him, and he's like, hey, breathe that fire. And you're like, <laughs> that's a thing. I mean, it's, a, it's pretty cool. It's great. I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if everybody can pull it off, KG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. if it's, yeah. it's the ferocity of your nature, at least as I've been led to believe, but everybody kind of you know, corroborates that story. <laughs> yes, they do. No, so, one,
0: no one goes, Kevin's a chill dude. Yeah, exactly. I love playing never, with him. He's not intense, he's not, dialed in, focused. Very great. Uh, <laughs> he chaperoned my, uh, my daughter's first birthday. <laughs> he was great. Uh, all right, that was your number eight? Uh, that was my eight. Do we jump down to mine, number 10 then? Yeah. Okay, well, first I've got to read the note here. A quick note to the top 10, feel free to read on air if you'd like. Thank you, Joe. Mr. Nose to Mr. Roca, first and foremost, props to an incredible show and partnership that I cannot wait to see and hopefully meet. Uh, you both in London. Hello. Having listened to the show since your first actors turned directors list, I can only thank you both for the years of insightful and hilarious shows. Secondly, this was an impossible list to create, having heard how difficult you find making some of your lists, namely seventies with Fetterman and the best of the two thousands. I cannot wait to hear what you think of this list and one day get to check out your show on this particular topic. I think my tastes and age—I'm being—I'm twenty-four—may be pivotal in explaining some of the choices and omissions on this list. But it comes down to certain films that I feel encapsulate the best picture Oscar. and films that I will frequently rewatch. thanks and see you gents soon Joseph that's a wonderful letter it is but the caveat being I'm 24 yeah so there's certain things that you just
1: you've only had so much time to go back to find things
0: yeah so
1: the older I get there's still like oh I've never seen such and such and true, I'll watch it
0: true look I watched this as a kid of 16 so don't give me that uh, I'm too young shit alright all right, number 10 <laughs> That's fine. I, I'm just giving him shit.
1: But had you watched all the other Oscar-caliber Oscar movies that not, came
0: out? N- not by that point, no. Yeah. But at some point down the road, I did. Uh, number 10, The Departed. Uh, uh, is oh, that on your list? One second. The Departed. No, I do not see it. Okay, narrowly beating the honorable mentions... Uh, to number ten, this is such an enjoyable ensemble to watch with great casting and brilliant moments throughout. I definitely prefer some of the other best picture winners, but you have to recognize and show appreciation to Scorsese, much like the Academy did, and the film as a whole. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, The Departed. I mean, I know it's uh, beloved. It is. I like it. I just I don't. I don't go back for it. All that. I've watched it once for the show. I saw yeah. it when it came out. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. It just. Of Scorsese's, like I'll go back and watch others of Scorsese because now it's part of his canon. Absolutely, I'll, I'll definitely watch Wolf of Wall Street before I watch that. Oh, yeah. The more I've seen that because it was on repeat on HBO or wow. some shit, and yeah. I've seen it enough times now. you are like, you know what? It's got a lot of charm. Yeah, it does. It lets its absurdity kind of bubble over in so many different places that it all seems very natural, even though it's cartoonish at times, yeah. Yeah, especially the, like the his friends, his cohorts. They all just seem like, you know, uh, stereotype this, stereotype that. But it works in the ensemble. Yeah. I'm just saying for other Scorsese's, good Goodfellas, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I like Departed. It's, it's a damn good movie.
0: I think there's something about Departed that feels a little too slick. And so it doesn't it doesn't like call you to come back and watch it over and over and over again. Okay. And I respect people that do. Like he's twenty four, so for him, yeah. you know, it's something that caused him to watch. Came over Came out and over at again. a
1: formative time more exactly. than likely he Was just getting into it, and it's yeah. it's a hell of a drama. It is. And if it you is. don't, if you haven't seen much from him or in that genre, mm-hmm. it's an excellent version. I just prefer others.
0: Yeah, I man, that's fair. All right, number nine is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One second, nope. All right, nineteen seventy five. I forget. I usually think it's earlier than that. Tied for my favorite Nicholson performance with The Shining, this film is so fun to watch and yet so crushing all at once. With an amazing crew to back up Jack and Louise's fight for supremacy, it's a film that would grip almost anyone. It is not one that I return to often, but having the big five proves why this film is a must-see. Did it deserve the Oscar over Jaws? I don't think so, but we would be interested to know what you guys think. Uh, uh, It's tough because the... For me, the artistic element of One Flow of the Cuckoo's Nest from Milos Forman is incredible. Yeah, He also directed Amadeus, Milos Forman. So I think it deserved the Oscar, but Jaws could give it a run for its money. It's an incredibly well-done film by Spielberg.
1: It's one of those, you appreciate the artistic merit, but at the same time, from Jaws, uh, it's such a, a a pivotal movie for so many different reasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it sets up the idea of a blockbuster. Summer, you can come up with this. Jaws was the first. And yeah. And it became what it is now, where we have universes and all that stuff. So you can applaud it for that. Yeah. But the suspense and horror elements of it are excellent on top of that. And with the, I think uh, most people my age and younger probably learned about the Indianapolis from this fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then went to investigate oh, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one, I think one kid became so fascinated with it and realized that. Uh, uh, like went and fought for the survivors of it and whatnot wow. thereafter. Like it so moved him. There might be a statue somewhere for them for their loss. Yeah. It's just a, it's one of those, you hear about it in, in Robert Shaw's acting performance oh. in that scene, Oof. just sucks you into, yep. you know, the black, the doll, like doll's eyes. Yeah, doll's eyes. Um, just class and yeah. dead and lifeless. Like, oh, Jesus, rolls really? over, Yeah.
0: It's a it's the best. It's the best. I it, love Jaws to Pieces, man. It is. It's, it's a tough discussion. And it's a great action adventure that isn't a stereotypical action mm. adventure. You know, it starts out with this idea of this this unknown entity destroying or killing things and the fact that it pulls no punches by killing that child early in the movie in a mm. gruesome, gruesome way. You're like, this is a whole nother ball game. Like, yeah. It's it's it pulls no punches in showing you. Uh, the price that he pays for listening to the mayor, like, and th- so there's a lot of blood on everybody's hands. Yeah, there's throughout this Whole movie, head. yeah, exactly. Which is so great about it. All right, uh, number eight on this list uh, is from 1991. Which it it is? is the Silence of the Lambs. That is a punch. Okay. All right. Easy peasy. What's your number seven? Seven is
1: Bridge on the River Kwai. Not on this list. All right. Not on that list. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Literally, the description <laughs> from Jeremy is, just try and keep from
0: whistling. Yeah, exactly. It's there true. you go. Caught me, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's an excellent movie. I don't know if it would make my top ten, but at the same time, mm. uh, I can understand why it would. Uh, it's a great war period piece, Yeah, and they create a lived-in world. It yeah. feels real, especially for the time. Mm-hmm. Um Now they do like a grittier type of Fury, you know, aspect to it where it's all grays in the cinematography and whatnot. And it's this kind of brooding and depressing film,
0: which War is. Yeah. Fully understanding of that. I love this. You got this, uh, um, you know, the English approach to things, you know, very proper, Mm -hmm. like, follow the rules. Like, he's so overwhelmed by what the Japanese uh, head of the camp is doing because it's so against the rules. It's so against the laws of war that by the end, he almost becomes a victim of Stockholm syndrome in that he thinks doing this is the best way to get along with everybody because that's just a proper British thing to do. And then when he realizes what he's done, that's a great moment in the movie, man. It's just a fantastic moment and what it leads to, you know. So, but, yeah, such a great film. If you haven't seen it in a while. It just came out in 4K, by the way, which is really odd that a classic film like that, that's one classic film they'd, trans, they'd, they'd uh, uh, transfer onto 4K. It's really odd that they would do that. Yeah. Why, why does it need that
1: much definition and clarity? Yeah, I don't know. Remastering.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would think Lawrence of Arabia would be more a 4K release from David Lean that you'd like to see. Yeah. I'd
1: almost like to see it grittier, you know? Oh. Like it was almost no. like footage.
0: Yeah. And you were
1: just in that world a little bit uh, yeah. deeper but there you that's go. me applying an aesthetic that's never going <laughs> to exist so it doesn't really matter alright what's your number six uh, six is In the Heat of the Night okay not on this list alright in quotes he just says they call me Mr.
0: Tips yes great great movie
1: it is it's weird that it spun off it's own TV show years yeah. later
0: successful TV show That's really rare when that happens. I knew of the TV
1: show long before I knew of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I was a kid when the TV show was on, and Mm -hmm. it seemed like it was one of those things that uh, adults cared about. Yeah. I didn't watch it. So I was like, oh that's you know, that's yeah. something really good, kind of whatever, you're denying someone drugs. Who that looks like the stuff over there. Cause I couldn't stay up that late. Yeah. And whatever the case is, and you'd see the uh, commercials and promos. But that was my understanding of it until years later when I saw the movie. Yeah. is like, wow, they spun a TV show out of this. Like a couple of decades later. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, we see it happening now. The uh, the TV shows coming off of movies and stuff of that nature, so it's like it happens every once in a while.
1: Which one's coming out that's going to be akin to this?
0: Uh, well, akin to this probably not Slim in terms pickings. of this level. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this was great cuz I mean, this is Poitiers in his prime mm-hmm. and it's such an interesting film about racism that pulls no punches. And at the time when it was released, too, I think it was it 67, 68, something like that. Sounds about right. So we're still knee-deep in the civil, in the rights, civil rights struggle deal. in this country. Still are. Yeah. Well, true. Very much so we still are. But, like, you know, you could always imagine if this had come out in 2019, oh, boy, people would lose their shit. So I can't even imagine. Politically. You, you think so? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, people go going nuts over Green Book, Uh, you know, both for it and against it. So, you know, and people going nuts about Black Panther being nominated for Best Picture. Uh, So many comments on my Twitter uh, about that one tweet and claiming like, oh, it's a political decision, it's political. Has
1: there been any fallout from Black Klansmen or Sorry to Bother You? No. Those would be the ones that would be
0: more... Lighting the Fuse type of movies No, me. but people feel like Black Panther, they didn't think it was even the best comic book movie of the year. And I, so, I agree with that. And so they're upset that this got nominated. And they think it was a political choice because it's a black cast and black filmmaker. And I blah, blah. And think the Oscars are just using it to do whatever. And so it's interesting how people create these scenarios and conspiracies in their heads.
1: Y- yes, the Oscars are doing that. More than likely, that is a motivation within the whole scope of the choice.
0: Well, it is possibly, but by the voters. That's the thing. It's not like the academy—like five people in a room are like, "All right, we pick Black Panther." No, it's a bunch. It's from multiple. And this also, I think, stems from the fact that they have brought in members who are younger, members who are of different ethnicities, sure. and women. So there's a larger number of those uh, voices in the gr- in the room being heard now, voting for these uh, movies. So that's what it leads to, you know. So
1: yeah, but I mean. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know how much of a percentage, but even those individuals that are voting, the yeah. calculus in their head is like, that's a movie that's representative of me. Yeah. And it was awesome. And why aren't we, if we're going to award something along those lines, why not choose that? It's just a different opinion.
0: I think it's ironic but, as hell that that's the best pick. That's the comic book movie that gets the best pick, first best picture nomination. It's incredible. What, Dark Knight? No, no, Black Panther. It's a first comic book movie. It's ever been nominated for best or superhero movies have been nominated for best picture like off a of comic book. Huh. Yeah. I don't think unless Superman was Superman nominated for best picture. I don't think it was. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. here I can do that
1: now. Well, hold on. Yeah. So you got your number six. Yeah. Are we there? Yeah.
0: Are we? Yeah. Go for it. Because we did. We you just did. Oh, in the heat of the night. Yeah. That scene where he slaps the guy in the. um. What do they call those garden things? The house, the garden house, when he slaps the garden, the old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When he slaps the old guy, you're just like, oh, shit. And that's, once again, in the middle of the Civil Rights Movement, having a black, uh, strong actress slap an old white man. That must have been insane to watch at that time. People must have gone crazy. Oh, I'm sure. In the theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, My number seven was No Country for Old Men, which we talked about already. And then my number six is the punt from earlier, Casablanca. Okay, Right. start us off. Yeah, this is one which has only gotten better in my book, having listened to the Cinephiles episode on Casablanca. Oh, thanks, Joe. It only reiterates my joy and reverence for this film. Iconic moments in addition. uh, The incredible tales from production mean this is a bona fide classic. Not quite my choice for number one on the AFI list, though. All right.
1: All right, and Jeremy says about Casablanca, uh, my mom's favorite movie. Cool. Uh, I told her I'd put it at number one, please don't tell her. (laughs) (laughs) Not a problem.
0: I wonder if she listens.
1: Now, obviously not. Yeah, Obviously not. not. But He's at the same up. time, the way he travels is as nice as guy as he is because he came out to the L.A. show. He's the one that mm. got uh, mugged.
0: Oh, that's him? That's him. Oh. when he
1: sent in his list, and was like, all right, I hope you haven't been mugged in New York in a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I was like, whatever, L.A. jerks, I said at the end or something, just stupid. Yeah. But I was I like, ah, trust me. Uh, I bet you his mom is just as nice. She should listen to the show. <laughs> she should listen, she the show. should listen to the show.
0: Listen to the show. he listens. And to... yes, we would rat you out to her if she listened to the show. Absolutely, Tough she shit, would, but... and she would get it. Uh, he was great because he he told us like he listens to us on repeat. Sometimes if he's got long nights, he will listen to the same episode over and over. He again.
1: drives uh, organs. Yeah, organs around.
0: around. Yeah. So he's in
1: the car just a ton. <sighs> Oof, I did that once. Oh, it was uh, he mentioned our experience. bullshit on repeat. <laughs> Hey people like us man. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just talking <laughs> about the two of us. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, I just listen to myself all day long." Uh, uh, oh, that would drive me
0: nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, so Casablanca great stuff Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, uh really enjoyable film and uh yeah, I don't 100% like on the cinephiles I I made a big case about this that I don't think I think she's a bit uh a bit impatient with Humphrey Bogart and what she put him through. And understanding that he's a bit pissed about the whole situation. I mean, she left him high and dry in fucking Paris. He's yeah. gonna be pissed off in Casablanca. You show up out of the blue with your new husband, who you thought was dead and you were gonna be with like all oh, she tries fucking she she gets she tries to get away with everything here, and she's lucky that Humphrey is a chill dude, you know, because that's I don't know. I think it's crazy what she puts him through. All right, what's your number five?
1: No problem. <laughs> five is unforgiven. Uh, oh okay, yeah, not on the list. Uh all right, Jeremy says, I love this movie, even yeah. though I end most of my viewings when Ned leaves to go back home. What? Oh, shut up, no no, you're crying.
0: Really? Wow. That's when you drop off. Wow. Yeah, because he doesn't want to see Ned get beat and killed. True. And but you miss the great you don't You miss the revenge. You yeah. miss the deconstruction of
1: westerns and
0: creating a new version. The whole point of the movie. Yeah. But That's, then, and you also miss that scene when he's talking to the kid and he says, we all got it coming, kid. It's such a great moment.
1: Oh, I mean, the little Bill is just like, not like this. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like this. <laughs> I was building a house. I don't deserve this. Trust me, how many people have been at the other end of the gun and you? they said this to you and you've piously just sat there and gladly shot them right yep. through the eyes? Yep. Yeah. It's just like the beauty of it, the simplicity. It, it was poetry. Yeah. Every time, everybody got... A nice ending you know, The anonymous other guys, they get gunned down. <laughs> yeah, because we don't have time with them. <laughs> There's no point greeting stakes there. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, just the, I don't know. It's the luck of the draw yeah. type of. You know, sometimes
0: X marks the spot. What can I tell you? Right. If that kid doesn't show up to Will Money's house to try to recruit him. Uh, And not have the guts to go through with it. There's no way Will is involved in this whole situation. Mm -hmm. There's no way Will shows up in Big Whiskey, Wyoming. There's no way uh, 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 Will has that conversation with Little Bill. Little Bill probably keeps lording over that fucking city. 100%. Until he's dead. Until he dies natural causes.
1: And all the the prostitutes and whatnot are just left helpless. Yep. And now at the whim of any man that comes into their world. Right. There needs to be retribution. There needs Mm -hmm. to be justice. And they know they're not going to get it. And now, if that fell through, they're never going to get it.
0: Yeah. No one's on their side. They cut her teats, man. All right. (laughs) Number five off Joe's list is uh, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Not on my list. Okay. Not my favorite of the trilogy. Mm Amen telling me but it is undeniable how impressive these films are i'm still blown away that john prefers the hobbit trilogy but how can i question the outlaw oh very serious you can question the outlaw trust me from the score to the gritting his teeth while he said that by the way (laughs) from the score (laughs) from the score to the performances to the filmmaking in general this crescendo is so supremely satisfying and deserving of all 11 oscars
1: yeah i i still think i'm a bigger fan of the two towers Uh, But Mm. I like this when it would go two towers. This then, Fellowship of the Ring. I would agree with that. Uh, I know some people that prefer Fellowship. God bless you. I don't need an origin story. An hour and a half of running across mountains. Fuck that. I don't mind that. It's the it takes. I understand why it takes so long to get into and everybody interacts and they eventually start on their journey because it's going to last another seven hours after that. (laughs) Yes, Mm -hmm. does it though? It does. No, I'm saying like that's it's. I enjoy. Have to. (laughs) <laughs> For the purposes of encapsulating these books, think yeah. all the crap
0: they cut out. I guess so, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. there's
1: mountains of things that never made it in. <laughs> what about the elder flower from blah blah blah? Yeah, it's right, another exactly. instead of the talking tree. It's actually the wisest, is the smallest uh, oh, some Jesus. bullshit like that. Yikes. Uh but he, I never read the books. So I did, I don't remember them. I read them but I don't remember them. Uh I remember Try like sitting down at one point going, maybe I'll read those. And I saw one, and I just wasn't into books that big yet. Yeah, if it was two years later. Yes,
0: yeah, you'd have jumped all over. It. Yeah,
1: like a, a year, two years later, I read all of it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. In a couple, like in not that long a time, I read it every night for like yeah. two to three hours a night. I was just yeah. so hooked on that thing.
0: And the stand, those both of those, I tore through both uh, of those. The I stand was intense, the stand. stand was intense, man. I put that one down. I wonder if they'll ever make a movie out of that one. That's really tough to make a movie. It out.
1: seems more like a TV show. Yeah, I agree. Which they've that. tried
0: to do. I think they have, yeah, you're really... But
1: if you did it on like HBO or Netflix or something that's a short run, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's only four episodes or six episodes. Right. Kind of like uh, True Detective, same season length.
0: Yeah. Uh, Are you watching the new season? Uh huh. I haven't started yet. We're waiting till the move is done, and then we're going to watch it together. Okay. Yeah, because I want to pay attention to it, and right now my mind can't pay attention to it. Um. Yeah, I think Lord of the Rings, is Return of the King. I, I would, yeah, I would agree with you. Two Towers is my favorite because that Helm's Deep battle is incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, that's the reason that I enjoy any of those battles. Are the reason I enjoy those? Oh, movies. that's
1: one of the best movie battles in yeah. my
0: opinion. It's and just so amazing. It's like forty five fucking minutes long. It's incredible.
1: It and the best part is, is when uh uh fucking Deuce Ex Machina. Yeah, Gandalf comes in and saves the day. Yeah, the great, yeah. You don't the even white. care. No, you don't. Usually in a movie, it's like, oh, they got so fucking lazy. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> with, da, 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 da. Yeah, he
1: just comes charging in, and all, oh, and the whole thing ends. That's a very Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah big action, big action, big action, <laughs> and over. Move to the next. <laughs> they do it at the end, like with the zombie at the end of the, uh, Return of the King. Yeah, that's right. The zombie force uh, comes out. The zombie and army. They just
0: run. With the spare. Literally, literally
1: right through the entire enemy, yeah. and you're like, oh so they had that the whole time. The
0: army of the dead. Yeah. Yeah
1: or the the uh, the Eagles, yeah, the Eagles thing. yeah, it's like uh, but I, I don't mind because you've built this up for so long. It mm-hmm. has to end at some point. Mm-hmm. might as well make it this huge thing because everything else has been huge.
0: Well, I, the problem people have with the hobbit I, I I get why people have issues with the the hobbit trilogy for me it's it's I like it because I don't deal with hobbits. it's it is Martin Freeman is the sole hobbit. Everyone else are essentially man dwarfs, and I'm cool with that and the interactions they have that is more relatable to me. And these four little midget dudes, you know, whining all through nine hours. That's the thing for me, right? And I get it. People – and then people, oh, the eagles, the eagles. Yes, I get the eagles, but the reason you watch these movies is not for the quick solution. You watch these movies yeah. for the interaction between the characters and what they're trying to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? And so that's just my opinion.
1: The What killed me about that with The Hobbit coming into it – so. Yeah. Unfortunately if that movie was made first, it would have been made in my opinion like the Lord of the Rings where when when you show up and you meet that cast of characters in the Hobbit yeah they all have these weird like eccentricities yeah. And they're fully realized from the moment you see them, and everybody. And this is the guy that does this, and this is the guy because they all show up at that house yeah, party, and yeah. they're, they're like cleaning the dishes, and one guy's supposed to be the good-looking one who eventually gets, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah but eventually, you can tell, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's the guy uh, over and over and over again. Whereas yeah. we slowly learn that about the group, yeah, as opposed to them showing up and be like, "I'm the zany guy. I'm the, you know, yeah. I'm the fat guy. I'm yeah. the this. <laughs> uh, that uh, it's just it shouldn't have been three movies in my my opinion—that's fair. I Two get maybe. Mm-hmm. Just that necromancer character is like, okay, what is this? Yeah.
0: And then the white, the weird wizard with the bird poop in his hair—that's the one that kind of was like, I hated every scene with that word. With the yeah,
1: wizard. he was the wizard of like the forest. Yeah, and dealt with animals and stuff like that.
0: That was the only annoying for me. I
1: believe he's a minor character in the book.
0: Yeah, they made him sure a bigger character. Well,
1: you got nine hours. You're filling, you know, you're taking a so. hundred and fifteen page pamphlet or whatever it is. Yeah, and making three movies out of it. <laughs> it's pamphlet by Lord of the Rings style, like size. As far as I know, <laughs> never read them, but I've always heard Hobbit is much smaller. It is than the huge it version is. of Lord of the Rings. It is, and now you're trying to, you know, squeeze three movies out of that. Truth. Uh, um, all right, which is number four? Uh, My number four is The Godfather.
0: That's a punt. Okay. All right. What's your four? The Godfather Part 2. The deuce is not on this list. Wow. Uh, Joe says, a film that I have only seen twice but is unmistakable in its brilliance. Absolutely right, Joe. Mm-hmm. It maybe falls a little lower in my estimation simply due to my age, but this film sets the standard for all sequels. It is stunning to think how well Coppola balances the two stories simultaneously whilst continuing to build the world around this family. I will let you two take the lead on praising this masterpiece. Well, you did a great job with that, Joe. Mm-hmm. That's That's exactly a great way to present that movie. If I was going to submit a description of the film... I could submit that to like any uh, DVR or you know like cable uh, service, so that when you're looking to see if you should watch it, that's the description that they put up there. That was a great description, Joe. Um, you just found him a new side hustle. <laughs> listen, he's, these are really well written. What he's doing here, I like it. Most sometimes people fans write the stuff, and it's like you know uh, run on sentences and like, grammar yeah, well, issues and spelling. And there have been a so. few
1: times where. God bless them, international fans. Oh, yeah, and They're fair. part of our Patreon, right, and like right. English is probably their fourth language, yeah. and they're way better at it than I am at Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can hold my own. If somebody's talking to me, as long as they go slow enough, I can understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But when it comes rat-a-tat and be like, okay, b- 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 I got to process words here. Right. Uh, yeah. In those instances, we like, all right, well, you know, that, that is a run-on sentence, or there should be a comma there because it loses meaning yeah. when it runs this long. And, but they don't know that. No. Why should they?
0: Right. Um this is this is my favorite of the two part 2 because yeah it's so expansive it is and it lets you live in each of those worlds in the appropriate amount of time and you get the weight of how those worlds are all connected and it gives you the backstory to Vito so powerfully so that you can completely connect it in your mind mm-hmm. to the Corleone you met first that is really rare when they're able to essentially go back and retcon uh, a guy's origin story or a character's origin story, and make it feel natural that it yeah. organically becomes what you had already seen first in an older version, and they really did. Uh, De Niro's performance—he did his version of Vito Corleone f- that Brando had created, yeah. but made it his own. Was so incredibly gifted that he made it his own as an actor. And then you have Clemenza and Tessio, which is really funny. But then you have Michael's desire to, uh, you know, get more power to move out the family into legitimacy and mm-hmm. realizes that the only reason he can't achieve that leg- legitimacy that he wants is because the people in power look down on his uh, his yeah. uh, approach to legitimacy because they did crime within the rules yeah, and he's, he's doing, doing crime, crime by breaking the, the rules. rules exactly exactly it's
1: like uh, you know it's joe kennedy
0: yeah yeah, he broke all the rules. Hell, he was a rum runner for God's sakes. And
1: then, and insider trading and all that stuff. And then FDR put him in charge of I think the SEC. Yeah. Somebody asked him why would you do that, and he's like, "Well, it's better to have you know uh, a thief catch a thief type yeah. of thing." You are like, "Yeah, yeah, it it's true." Sense. He knows all the hustles, right? And he would know what actually where you can game the system the most, right? He didn't take out all the, you know, imperfections with the, in the right. system, right? Just some egregious ones, yeah. But yeah, it's like you know. Unless the system legitimizes you, you'll always be on the outside. Yeah,
0: exactly. Even if you technically have more power and clout, ultimately they have the most. Yeah, and and he has to like set the senator up and all this kind of jazz just to achieve any semblance mm-hmm. of power. So that leaves a bad taste in the mouth eventually, as you move forward through the situation. And yeah, then, you he know. has
1: to continue to operate outside of the line. Exactly
0: to get what everybody else is getting. Right, and it costs him his family completely. Almost. Uh, all right. What's your number three?
1: My three was a punt from earlier, which okay. is Silence of the Lambs. Okay. And Jeremy says, one of my absolute favorite movies. One of the most compelling performances Jodie Foster put to screen. One of the most unsettling characters in Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Rightfully winning
0: the big five at the Academy Awards.
1: Oh, nice. Rightfully standing up for it. <laughs> I
0: like that. Uh, Joe says, tense, enthralling, and genius A landmark film for the thriller genre Which falls slightly lower on my list Only because of the company it is surrounded by Tremendous direction from Demi Along with a tour-to-force performances From both his leading actors This film may not be as sweeping or as epic As other films before it I'm thinking Ben-Hur and Bridge of the River Choir One of which I haven't seen But in terms of rewatchability and iconography I feel it deserved a place in my top ten it's very eloquent, Joe. You're very eloquent, Joe. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't know what it is about this movie that I don't 100% run back to it all the time. I, I loved We did it on the Cinephiles uh, a few months ago, and it was great to watch it and talk about it, mm-hmm. but it's not a film that when it comes on, I don't feel that impetus to watch it, and and there's a Criterion version that's come out, and I, I, I won't buy it, and it's weird. I just won't buy it, even though I know that it's a good film. I just not, don't want to buy it.
1: It was on... <laughs> TBS, TNT, blah, 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 for so long. Oh, yeah, nonstop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that it's, I've seen it so many times at various points that it doesn't have the same resonance that it once did. Yeah. Because the first time going through, when you really get to know the character of Jane Gum, that's unsettling. Yeah. I mean, just dancing around with the tuck. (laughs) And I was young, and I was like, this is a thing? This is uncomfortable. This is a thing? Yeah. Really? I didn't know this was a thing, okay? (laughs) And it just progresses from there. Uh, later on, yeah. was she, she a creepy
0: fat person? <laughs> <laughs> How is this the idiot from Monk? It's mind blowing to me, dude. He sometimes to look at Ted Levine in that film and then everything else he's done.
1: He manages to 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 become so yeah. many different
0: types of characters. It's impressive. He's great because each one is indelible. Yeah, And he's like when he's like oh trying to imitate her screaming and shit. You're just like this is fucking weird. It's creepy. Yeah,
1: it still has its moments in uh, you know the tete tete between. Uh, Hannibal and uh, Clarice. Yeah, took me a half a second there, but he, you know, so so creepily says a yeah. name that it, yeah. it'll just stick with you for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it so good that they're still spinning those out. Yeah, they would come out with another version to this day. Well, there's the thing; they made a TV series out of that, just like we were it was mentioning pretty good earlier. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty good. good. Yeah, for especially for network, it got decently gory. Yeah. yeah. Um, but more often than not, it was like the threat of what eventually he would do. Yeah, which is psychologically worse. Yeah. Uh, Having to watch it, the Uh, lamb
0: stops screaming.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's. I've gone back and I uh, saw Manhunter because of yeah because of this movie, and it's
0: great. But I didn't know it existed before this movie came out. I even like most of Red Dragon. So do I. Yeah, most of it I like. Yeah, it cops out in a couple spots, but overall, it's if it's on, I will watch like half an hour to an hour of it. The flaming wheelchair
1: scene, I think, is better in Red Dragon. Yeah. It's good, and I'm not taking away from Manhunter. Right, right. No, I agree. It was pretty gnarly in Manhunter. Red Dragon was like, well, you know what? We could spend more time with it and then catch it when it does this. Right. It's not egregious. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. I didn't hate it. The the reviews going into it were just like, meh. And I'm like, it's better than that. Yes. Agreed. It's not as taut as—if you're comparing The Silence of the Lambs, that's almost unfair. Right. Because that was never meant to be a series, even though it came from a book series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just a one-off.
0: There was only two. There was Red Dragon and then Sansa Lambs. Yeah, but a, a decade series. apart. Right, exactly. So it wasn't meant to do one thing or the other. Uh, all right, uh, my number three, uh, or Joe's number three, rather, is Schindler's List. Um, That is a punt. Wow. Very true. Okay, which nice. number two? Wow. Two is Lawrence of Arabia. This is number two as well. Lawrence of Arabia. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, well, Jeremy says... Dad and I went uh, to a showing of this in the oldest theater in Manhattan, a single-screen theater built in 1920, probably one of the greatest days of my life. I learned the lesson, nothing is written. That's awesome. Uh, That is awesome. Nothing is written. I know, he's got a nice little something for each movie, like Amadeus, Never Say Too Many Notes. (laughs) I like that in the description. You know, that does, if you can sometimes like the whistling on the River Kwai. Mm. You can boil it down, the essence of the movie, to one simple thing, and then it immediately just dives you right into that entire movie. Yep. Agreed. It just pulls you in. That's, hey, look, he maybe he, the two of them together oh. create their own side business. <laughs> Bird Whistle comes up with the beautiful structure. Yes. And then uh, Metz comes in with the great little tag at the end. Boom. So you're an ad agency, guys. <laughs> get it done, boys. We get... Do uh, you want to say 10 or 15 percent? I would say 20. 20?
0: 20. 20. All right. We brought them together. We right, should get we 20. created the
1: idea. Yeah. yeah. I think 20 might be too low at this point. Oh, fair, fair. You know? We're doing a lot of the work here, guys. 35 sounds good.
0: 35? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's let's just talk. Oh uh, Yeah,
0: right. Let's, let's just, talk. just talk.
1: There's no point in talking numbers now.
0: Because there's four people involved. I feel like 25%
1: each seems fair. <laughs> I think that seems fair. <laughs> it does. But then once you factor in our
0: costs uh yeah, our overhead. We're going to need more. We're definitely oh, Yeah, need I think
1: we need 70 just to clear. Just to clear. Just to make good. <laughs>
0: But look, you get free live tickets to every show we do. Exactly, for sure, uh, uh, and twenty percent off T-shirts. That's right, twenty percent. Don't push it. Uh, Joe said, uh, "Lawrence about Lawrence of Arabia just missing out on number one for me, in my opinion." Oh, it, sorry, let me read it correctly. Just missing out on number one for me, in my opinion, Lawrence of Arabia embodies the traditional meaning of Best Picture Oscar in length, grandeur, and mastery. This epic leaves you in awe of the sheer effort and skill taken to create one of the greatest films ever. The blue. Ray doesn't do justice to the exquisite shots and scenes that decorate this film. I love this film and can only dream of the day I get to see it on the big screen. Maybe John is reading this and can continue to emphasize why this should at least make the top three. Well, brother, it's two on both the lists, so it's going to make the top two. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And uh, what a shot at number one. Though. Yeah, possibly number one, but I will tell you this, in my honest truth, you you will not fully get it until you watch it on the screen. There's just something about seeing David Lean's uh, direction and the cinematography of the film and the way he sets the camera for the shots that you cannot enjoy fully until you see it in the theater. I'm very lucky to live in LA and have seen it at least six times in the theater since I lived here. Yeah, those. no, it plays... All the time.
1: There's a nice kind of rotation of great classics that should mm-hmm. be seen on a mm-hmm. uh, big screen here in LA. Yep. So as long as you stay peeled, it's like, oh, you know, this theater... For a, a, a pocket is doing Lawrence of Arabia, but next year I just did the fucking Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> we did of the Sex in the City, whichever. When Lawrence they go to, the Lab- I heard that was one of the jokes, and it made me groan. Yeah. And it's always stuck in my head because it's just like, oh Jesus, yeah, that's
0: fucking brutal. Lawrence of Arabia, yeah, yeah.
1: I have to assume, I, I, it's I, probably I, Samantha. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. guess that's the character that says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really snide, and it just boom, hard cut to, you know, Carrie or somebody else, yeah. and just like I already know the fucking. The setup, the punch, the direct—oh, that's brutal. <laughs> uh, now yeah. I lost my point. Oh, sorry, stuck, buddy. Uh, Lawrence
0: Arabia—it's in, in rotation. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So one one year it's at this theater, the next year mm. it's at that one.
0: Right. But it manages to come back here
1: amongst uh, I'd say like 20, 25 other films. Yeah. They all seem in a nice little rotation.
0: One of the one of the uh, losses for me over the last seven months, uh, eight months dating uh, my girlfriend is that I haven't had those nights to go to see double features of the films. Like I used to at the arrow or the Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Cause like every night that I have available to me, I want to spend with her that yeah. I'm not recording or I'm not working on stuff. I like to spend with her. Uh, but, you know, I think once we move in, then that will open up now. It'll be like, well, we live together, you know? So yeah. I can take a night to go see a double bill of a classic film at The Arrow or The Egyptian. Because, dude, that shit's life. That's lifeblood to me. I love it so much. And it's 11 bucks for two movies. Can't argue that. No. Uh, Movie Pass used to have it with them. So I would even go for $9 a month. I could go see those movies, the double bills, without paying anything extra. And it was great. So I still get emails every month from MoviePass. Oh, they 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 today as we're recording like a new system now, new pricing plan. Which if, if you live in the Midwest where the movies movies are cheaper, you can pay 9.95 and see 3 movies a month. Or you can pay 14.95 and get 3 movies a month including IMAX or 3D with no extra charge. Now if you live in the major cities, it's 14.95 to for 3 movies and then 24.95 to see three movies with an IMAX 3D or what have you. So it, it, I think it's just like, I, I said it on movie talk, I said it feels like a bad relationship, where the person keeps coming back going, no, 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 I've changed. Uh, I've, I've, I've fixed things. You it's know. a fucking coupon book
1: at this point. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. You're just getting 25% off, 30% off at three movies. Yeah, That's exactly. it. exactly. That's, That's all you're all getting. You gotta, That's yeah. not really much of a deal. Exactly. Hey, they'll throw in a small popcorn, butter, 25 cents extra though. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this past is the worst. Pass sucks it does every month you see it and you're like man you guys are still trying good yeah, for you yeah i know good for you hey little mac you got knocked down and you're not getting back up that's right you're not you're you're failed you failed
0: you had a moment that uh, moment is gone unfortunately uh they misunderstood the i can do this all day from <laughs> Captain America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never knock me down ray no i'm sorry you're not raging bull it's not the same thing. It is not even close. Not even close. <laughs> all right, what's your number one, man? Number one is uh, Schindler's List.
0: Okay, so the pun from number three. Okay. Yeah. Um, One of the most beautiful,
1: tragic, inspiring true stories ever brought to screen, Spielberg's Undisputed Masterpiece.
0: Yeah, oh, man. Agreed. It is. It, it's the greatest film he's ever directed. I don't care what he says. It's the greatest film he's ever directed. What? You, you can love all the other films. You can enjoy all the other films a million times, but Schindler's List removes all of Spielberg's spielbergisms and re- presents to you a very raw honest portrayal with yeah. even with with slight comedic you still tones don't take at times. jaws over this? No. Mm-mm.
1: Not even close. Cuz I think we've that would be a departure I believe when we've done Spielberg in the past. Yeah.
0: It was jaws at number 1. Well, you know how it is, with, you know, you kind of and it's a change fluid change and yeah, as yeah. a person and stuff. I love jaws to pieces. It's probably a number 2. But this is just Untouchable to me
1: Well in terms of Oscar caliber movie Yeah and that's what I mean Yes In terms of Spielberg I don't know
0: Right Favorite is different yeah, Than best
1: Because there's also Certain aesthetics of Spielberg mm-hmm. And the movies that That help cement those aesthetics Are worth a lot to me Yeah So you gotta put that in context To Schindler's List Which was a departure From what we assume, Like Not assume or mm-hmm. whatnot, But the usual output of work The man uh, You know Yeah uh, b- Gives to the
0: audience I kept waiting him for him to cop out through that whole movie and he never did. Yeah, he never that did. That was incredible. On this one subject, I understand 100% why mm-hmm. you can't. Exactly. Uh, Joe says, "To consider the sheer audacity to shoot this in the same year as Jurassic Park is one thing. Let alone to succeed on every level with both films, this is nothing short of impeccable from Spielberg. Whilst, and whilst, oh, whilst, uh, oh, nice. I season. use whilst. Okay, it doesn't come up in Microsoft Word for some reason. <laughs> it's a word. <laughs> whilst a harrowing film to rewatch, you cannot help but marvel at the performances and emotion that is delivered in this film. For me, the deserved winner from 1993.
1: Well, there you go. I agree." Yeah, no, it's it's excellent. Yeah,
0: it yeah. really is. All of it, it, it. Yeah, you know, Liam. We've talked about it many times on the show. Uh, all right, the number one film on my end is The Godfather. Okay, the pun from earlier. Yeah, the pun from earlier. He said, it, Joe says. The pinnacle of Oscar films. Whilst uh, Lawrence of Arabia cannot be beaten for historical spectacle, Francis Ford Coppola entices you into the empire of the Corleones and you savor every moment. It edges out part two for me due to Brando's embodiment of Vito and the memory of seeing it for the first time and being so truly blown away that it fulfilled the expectations and hype surrounding it. All right, Joe, I'm going to bring this up. Um, you can't put four ands in one sentence, so work on that. Not a moment wasted in what I believe to be the number one best picture winner. I have a feeling this may fall short in your re-list to its successor, but I can't argue with that decision, just my personal preference. Well said.
1: And that, pointing out the four ands, is us earning
0: our 95% split. 95% exactly right. Yeah. So between you and Jeremy, 5% is good enough, I think, for both of you. I think so. Two and a half each. Uh Anyway, <laughs> what is well, here's Jer- what Jeremy said. What is Jeremy say? Always
1: like this movie more than the second one. Maybe an unpopular opinion, but it's the one I enjoy re- rewatching the most. Um, yeah, look, you're. Yeah, I know quite a few people that think the first one is better than the second yeah. one. Yeah, uh, it's a tough choice. I always choose the second one because that's the one I just enjoy go go back to more often than yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, but I understand, as do you, the lore of the first one and mm-hmm. why people, you know, hold it in such high esteem. Yeah, it's a, it's an excellent movie and brings you into a world like my movies weren't like this, where you'd see mm-hmm. the, the inner workings and how they dealt with politics or with the movie
0: producer. Yeah, that's just unsettling. Horsehead, boom, yeah. right there. Uh, and and a lot of these stories Mario Puzo says was taken from real life. You know, like well, variations. Yeah. You know, yeah, he alters, changes a few details. So yeah. You, so you can't
1: trace it back to one individual.
0: The singer is obviously Sinatra and what Sinatra went through uh before From Here to Eternity when he had like kind of lost his popularity, he had tried to kill himself, like he had no it wasn't happening for him. And Ava Gardner reached out to Roy Cohn. And convinced Roy Cohn to give Sinatra the role, and from here to eternity, there are other stories that says Sinatra did other things to get, like with his help, the mafia guys that he knew Maybe. helped him get the role through Roy, Roy Cohn. So there's all kinds of rumors about that. And in fact, Sinatra, after the movie came out, saw Puzo in a restaurant and like punched him, like tried to get at him and tried to get at him because of what he did, and uh, uh, it was hilarious. Or, or, or if I hear, if I remember the story correctly. Puzo was introduced to Sinatra, and Sinatra didn't stop eating and told him to fuck off because of what he'd written in the in the book. So, you know, you never know. You never know what, you, what you're what you creating, but if it works, then it's obviously a classic yeah. on so many levels, you know, and one of the reasons is it feels so authentic in that way. Um, Did I ever tell you the, the
1: you ever heard the Rickles and Sinatra story, as Sinatra tells it? It was uh, so... They're friends. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Sinatra's out at this restaurant. Rick, Rickles walks up and was like, hey, what's going on? Hey, listen, I'm with a date. Come over. You know, she'll be impressed. Come over. You know me. We shake, you know. Right. Whatever. Uh, make, make me up to be a big deal. And he's like, all right, fine. Let me just finish what I'm doing here and I'll be over and do it. Don goes back, sits down, whatever, middle of the meal. Sinatra comes over. and Hey, Don, what's going on? Can't you see him eating here, Frank? And just <laughs> gives him the hi hat. <laughs> <laughs> only the way Rickles can. Can't you just see his face? Can't you see him eating here? <laughs> Frank? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh was was like, huh? Just kind of looked at him, was like, all right, and just walked away. Just <laughs> he threw a haymaker.
0: I hope that story is true. I'm sure it is. Sinatra tells it, so yeah. yeah. I want to say it was on, on the Carson Tonight show. Yeah, I think it was on the Carson Tonight Show. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you have any honorable mentions? I have a, like five here. Um,
1: I believe I have three. Okay. And his ordering, he's saying number eleven would be, would have been Deer Hunter, twelve mm-hmm. Moonlight, thir- uh, thirteen Driving Miss Daisy. My brother cannot believe that this did not make the top ten, considering his best friend's grandmother wrote the screenplay. Oh, shout
0: out to Jim. Wow, shout out to Jim. There's no driving Miss Daisy wouldn't even make it in my top eighty. Um,
1: it's, I haven't seen it since it came out.
0: But respect to your friend, Joe, respect to your brother, Joe. No, yeah, no no no, 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 no offense. We just have our opinions. Uh, I have a King's Speech, a film I love, despite not deserving the Oscar that year. <laughs> Damn, probably Social Network. He felt deserved it. Uh, no, I, I, I'd still take King's Speech. Yeah. Uh, Braveheart, so hard to leave this off the list, but I think the historical inaccuracies just drove it out of number eight. Well, he's, yeah.
1: you know, from the United Kingdom, so yeah. he can make that. Oh, uh, that's, that's
0: a fair point. He knows We better weren't than that us. bad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I didn't find out it was pretty bad on the
0: historical accuracy side until years later. Yeah. The trouble with Scotland is, is it's full of Scots. Of Scots? <laughs> Moonlight, oh Moonlight, well, it, there is <laughs> a film which is so beautifully shot and bold that I can only hope it will climb higher over time. Uh, Rocky, simply for Stallone's double Oscar nod and Forrest Gump, not a perfect film, but Hanks is perfect. All hail Tom Hanks. Well, these are great. These are great things.
1: Yeah, they're all excellent movies. It's an Oscar list. Yeah, it's. I'm sure there's. Uh, you know, everybody listening more than likely has one that definitely would have made their list. They didn't make either of the two. Right. Of Agreed. And the two of you fend off the attacks that you may get online. <laughs> Good luck with that. Nobody really attacks. Everybody's pretty pretty chill.
0: Yeah. Uh, although some of the Black Panther discussions in our top ten group have gotten a little heavy.
1: Oh, I haven't checked in. Yeah, I haven't days. it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get a little heavy. Guys, you're allowed to like what you like, you're allowed to not like what you like. Yeah. Let's and keep it simple. Let it be. Yeah, exactly. We're all adults. Uh, all right, we're gonna combine this list, these lists. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, so, number one, what? Lawrence of Arabia, then? Shockingly enough. Since it's both, yeah. Both are number twos? Go for it. I'll do uh, okay. little drums. Okay. Okay. So, Lawrence of Arabia. All right. What do you... Yeah, Schindler's,
1: it's what? 1-3 versus 1-3? Or no, Godfather for you is one, right? Right. It's four on this list. Okay. Schindler's is one, that's your three? Yeah. So I'd say Schindler's. Okay, wow. And then Godfather.
0: Okay. Where's Godfather Part 2 on your list?
1: Not on. Oh, wow. That's a shock. All right. All right. Ooh, that's How's, a shock. How is it a shock at this point? We've already discussed both lists. You're right, I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what's next? So that's one, two, three? Yep, yep, yep. I got uh,
0: Silence of the Lambs, three. That's number eight for me we have any other... No Country for Old Men, right? At eight. I have it at seven. Yeah. Any Lord of the Rings on your list? No. Unforgiven, okay. no for you? No. Casablanca was lower. Um, Casablanca's like six on my list. Nine. Okay. So I would say Silence of the Lambs then next. Because uh, number four on your list or three it's on your three. List?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 Okay. The so combo is higher than any other combo because yeah. I figured we'd just go combos at yeah, this point. I like it. Silence of the Lambs. All right. Then what? And your No Country was what? Seven? Seven. Casablanca was what? Six. So does is 6-9 beat 7-8. I think it's... Because it's a wash, Yeah, the 6 is higher.
0: Fair enough. Casablanca, it is? Casablanca and then no country. Okay. All right, so then we go next highest. Uh, I think so. We don't have any other commonality. All right. Uh, so we're at the number 7. I have at number 4, The Godfather Part 2. Go for it. Okay. What do you have? What's the highest do you next? Five. Time? Okay, what's yours? Uh, Unforgiven. Okay. I'm going to do that because I have a five as well, but we just put Godfather Part Two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One last one. And uh, number five, what uh, do you Which have? is number five Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. That makes it. Wow. My next highest is six. Wow. All right. Lord of the Rings haunts me to this day. All right. The top ten best picture winners on the re-list. Yeah. Re-list. At number ten. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Coming in at number nine. Unforgiven. At number eight. The Godfather Part Two. In the seventh spot. No Country for Old Men. At number six. Casablanca. Coming in in the five spot. Whoa, wait a minute. Have I messed this up? Hold on. I'm sorry. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. All right, let's wait. Sorry, sorry, Matt, let's do this again. Let me see if I got this right. Lawrence of Arabia, Schindler's List, The Godfather, Silence of the Lambs. Ah, that's what I forgot. Oh, no. Silence of the Lambs, Casablanca, uh-huh. No Country for Old Men, Men, no, The Godfather, Unforgiven, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Did I miss any of yours? Schindler's, Lawrence of Arabia, Science of the Lambs,
1: Godfather, Unforgiven, No Country, Casablanca.
0: Okay, then just, it's it's my fault. We need one more, and that one more is your number six, I guess. What's your number six? You got
1: Godfather two on there?
0: Yes, I do. That's that's number f- seven. Uh my number six is in the heat of the night. All right. Let's do this again. Maybe I'll edit this out. It's a re-list of the re-list <laughs> The top 10 best picture winners on the re-list Yeah, re-oof. all right. And number 10 In the heat of the night Nine The Lord of the Rings Return of the King And number 8 Unforgiven Now at 7 The Godfather Part 2 Coming in at number 6 No Country for Old Men at number five. Casablanca. In the quattro. The Silence of the Lambs. At number three. The Godfather. Our second to last movie is? Schindler's List.
1: And finally, the number one Best Picture winner is?
0: Lawrence of Arabia. There it is. Aqaba. Aqaba. Uh, Great lists. A lot of fun. I uh, really appreciate uh, everyone contributing to this one. Um and picking the topic and then setting in your list. A lot of fun with that one.
1: Yeah, thank you to um, Mark Munchaka, Jeremy Metz, and Joseph Burtwistle, or yeah. Joe Burtwistle, which Joe, you prefer. Joe B. Joe B. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Joe B. What's going on? Um, Hello, I'm Joe B. And, and, and thanks to all our patrons. Uh, once again, we would not be here without all of you. If you want to yeah. donate, it is uh, patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Yep. And if you haven't gotten your tickets for King's Place left, there's a still couple seats left. Mm-hmm. We're damn, we're so close. I know, we're so close. So we've been saying that, but the, the trickle is like, yes, we're going to hit the finish line. Yeah. But at this point, it's like we twisted an ankle in the last 100 yeah, yards. Yeah. You know I mean? Stop <laughs> we were, waiting, everybody. We were sprinting and f- leading this race, and then now we're still leading the race. We're still leading. But it's it. like, oh, shit, people are coming up behind them. Yeah. You know, it's like the Iron Man. Somebody fell when they round a corner oh, or yeah. something. Oh, <laughs> Like, oh, dude, that dude's already swam plus biked 20-something <laughs> miles. Or hundreds of the miles, well. and then ran the miles, <laughs> dude. You're so close to the end. Yeah, we've done. We've got the flights. We got the hotels. Yeah. We got work visas. We got all of it. We got all of it. Let's sell this fucker out. Come on, people. Kingsplace.co.uk. We'll see you guys on February 23rd at 8 p.m. Stop waiting.
0: Stop waiting. Come get your come get your tickets. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, that's Matt Nost. I am John Roca. You can follow Matt Nost at Matt Nost. Follow me at The Roca Says. Uh, He already said the Patreon stuff, and uh, I guess that's good to go. Come and continue the conversation on the Facebook group. It's always great to have the back and forth with you guys on there as well. All right. We'll see you next time for another episode of The Realist. The Realist.